Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 170 of Ask Vidas and Osha podcast. This question was sent by Francois. He writes, Dear Vidas and Osha, many, many thanks for this email about in about fingering in box keyboard music. I also can't find any system that works for box keyboard music, but I prefer to refer to this topic in terms of articulation. And this brings me to a question about how you think. An example, in the C minor invention, the second of the 15 inventions, I find different possibilities for articulation based on resolutions and find different solutions good. No way to decide definitely. Maybe it's okay to let some points open and offer different interpretation on the same piece, but that doesn't satisfy me, because I bet Bach had a clear idea about what he wanted for each piece he wrote. How do I find Bach's musical purpose with details for each of his pieces? Do you have an answer or a way to think about it? Thanks in advance. Francois. Um, this is an advanced question, Osher, right? Yes, it's a very advanced question. Do you believe that um, Bach always played his pieces uh, just uh, in a one uh, way? Or may, maybe he changed some things? Adjusted? I think he had to adjust some things, probably. Because there are places in his music where you cannot play exactly as he wrote them because he was so careful about his voice leading, especially in his late pieces, that sometimes, you know, you have to make some adjustments. What do you mean? Well, for example, in the... If light major. Right. Prelude. There is one, one spot where, you know, you hold a long note in your left hand, but at the same time you are playing, you know, 16 notes also with your left hand. And, you know, and some of those 16 notes are, you know, the same as that long note that you're holding. And then, you know, you just think what to do. Either, you know, not to play those 16 notes or, you know, just to not hold that, that, that long note. So what would you do in a situation like this? I would um, play 16 notes. Yes. Because they are more active. Do. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting, you know. And, and I analyzed that place and he did it because of a voice leading. I see, right? It looks better on paper. Yes. This way. Yes. What yes. he wrote. But in practice, when you play it exactly it's as it's written, it's unclear. That's true. Right? You have to sacrifice some things and make adjustments in order for your listener to, to be able to hear what he wrote. I know, but it just shows how important you know for him was actually the the rules of voice leading. The the rules meaning uh, avoiding parallel fifths. Yes, things and then all those you know <laughs> bad things. Mm-hmm. But didn't he uh, break the rules from time to time? Sure, of course. 
he did that. He was no uh, innovator in in a way. He knew the the rules, but he could uh, expand them and uh, go beyond them when sure. he needed. But I think he always knew exactly what he is doing, and I think it's very hard for us to, you know, to to solve some mysteries of his music because I think there were hidden symbols in his music throughout his compositions. And I think you know it's 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 probably very hard for modern people to understand it. Uh, we lost long ago uh, the language of rhetorical figures, right? Yes, you know, and and like for example, he you often used his birth date as a, as a signature in his you know musical compositions. That's what I heard about, you know, famous uh, choral from the Klavirubung third part, Vater mm-hmm. Unser. Uh, right. Which has that bizarre uh, part, you know, in the pedal line. Somewhere, you know, in the middle it of the piece. Middle, yeah. it's, it's very odd. In in exact middle of the piece, there is uh, um, this part, which is a which might be a signature, musical signature of Bach. Yes. And of course, you can often, you know, find his real signature, B-E-C-H, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a real mystery and the lifelong study. Uh, for us, in, in modern day, uh, when we see what's written on the page, uh, we tend to analyze the harmony, the polyphony, the voice leading, uh, the form, the texture. But for him, it was more than that, right? It was an idea first, probably. Yes. What he needed to create. Uh, he didn't probably think, oh, I need to create a prelude in uh, E flat major today, and it will have uh, three themes. And uh, eight uh, episodes, uh, and let's see. Maybe I will use the Italian concerto form with ritornello. Okay, maybe my ritornello will be part A, then B, then I will repeat uh, section A in the dominant, then B again in the dominant. What about C? Then will come the part C, A B, uh, A B A C. A, B, C, A, and that's it, eight parts, and I'm done. No, he probably th- thought about the symbol, symbolic meaning about the keys, right? About three flats, yes, about yes, the Holy it's Trinity. Very symbolic, yes. What else did he think about, Osha? Can you, can Why you? Why are you asking me? Do you think you know I'm closer to Bach than you are? Of course. I don't think so. You have studied. Um, your entire life, Bach's works, and uh, and maybe you you can think deeper than I do. Well, I don't think so. I really don't think so. But you know, if we would go back to the fingering and articulation question while playing Bach, Bach's music, I, for example, always think about meter first, and actually, meter is. 
is you know the main object for me while playing his music that's how I select my articulation what mm -hmm. about you is it meter important for you when selecting articulation and fingering meter is probably the the most important thing for me yeah it used to be a different things in the past for me but now I always tend to think about meter about the pulse Yes. When I play, and whenever I remember to count in strong and weak beats and make alternations between strong and weak beats in terms of articulation, right? Then, then the composition comes to life, and I might not understand all the symbological figures, right? That Bach put. Uh, the psi motifs, the figura corta, cross uh, sign, cross exactly all those intricate details that he knew and people back in the day knew, at least educated people back in the day knew. Because you have to remember, his music is like musical sermon. Cantatas are like that, right? And uh, if he had an idea, a religious idea, for example, he put those religious objects into his music. Yes, especially on choral-based music because it has text, you know, so you can find lots of text painting. Mm -hmm. it's, it's hidden in the, in the music. But today we have lost a lot of that, right? We don't speak that language anymore. It's, even if we find uh, excerpts of that and we can you know, uh, discover, oh, this is one motive, it means like that, it, it means one thing and another motive uh, means another thing. Yes, but we are not related, relating to those things anymore. We have to remember that Bach was one of the last composers in the Western tradition who believed the old uh, belief system. Uh, world conscious remember he was yes. uh, he thought about uh, the universe as uh, as the force which is greater than man right that's true uh, that's what Christianity tells us right uh, and, and in modern days composers think that uh, you know science you can solve a lot of problems, and uh, uh, at least in the future, right? Not maybe today, but it will develop, be developing fast, and with leaps, and um, and uh, can solve a lot of mysteries in the universe. Bach, on the other hand, believed that some mysteries are never meant to be solved, probably. And I think he was right, probably. Excellent, guys. Uh, let's. Um, Let's keep the mystery going. And yes, and I think, you know, going still back to that question, I think, you know, that learning any piece of Bach is a lifelong process. And maybe, you know, now you are playing it in this manner, and maybe after 10 years or after 5 years, you will change your opinion a little bit, and you play it a little bit different, you know, with a little bit different articulation, a little bit different tempo, and, you know, you will feel it a little bit different. And it's okay. It's not okay, Osha. It's wonderful. It's it's the way it should be. Because um, 
we think about that uh, about Bach as as a demigod, right? But he was an artist basically, and artists never do the same things twice. Yes, they try to invent, recreate uh, old ideas in new ways, combine them. Uh, so. I think the best way you could approach Bach's music is today you play one way and tomorrow you try to uh, find out a little bit different angle, how you can articulate or finger something or create a different version of pedaling. And maybe on Wednesday you will do something different still. That's okay. It's actually, it's encouraged to do this way. Yes, because his music is so rich that each time you play the same piece, you can find new things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to find a new way how to approach particular piece or particular spot. What would happen otherwise if a person discovers a, a real, true Bach system and says, oh, I'm set for life now? Well, then it will be over. Uh, that person won't uh, evolve anymore. That's true. Mm-hmm. I hope uh, we can do better than that. Thanks, guys. This was with us. And also. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.